This is the My Bloody Hell podcast, the podcast where we share stories about perimenopause. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to episode number 10 of the My Bloody Hell podcast. I'm your host, Lori L. Tharps. I'm a journalist, an author, a mother of three, and a newly arrived expat to the south of Spain. I'm also a card-carrying member of Team Perimenopause. Woohoo! <laughs> if this is your first time tuning in, welcome, and I really hope you enjoy the show. If you're one of our returning listeners, welcome back, and thank you so much for listening and supporting this show. I'm glad everybody's here, and I hope everybody listening walks away from this episode feeling a little bit more informed and a little bit more inspired about their own menopause journey. On episode number 10 of the podcast, my guest is Kimberly Adams. Kimberly is a white woman who grew up in Colorado and Maryland. She's the mother of two children, ages 20 and 17, and she lives in Pennsylvania. I wanted Kimberly to share her story on the show because she is the rare unicorn who has no physical perimenopause symptoms, but she does have emotional ones. It's an interesting dynamic that you'll hear Kimberly talk about as she shares her unique perimenopause experience. And she tells us what it's been like without the telltale markers that many of us depend on to know we are perimenopausal. Kimberly has thought deeply about what perimenopause means beyond the physical, and she's living a life that shows that this transition period really is about so much more than waning hormones and erratic periods. Before we get to Kimberly's fascinating story, though, we have to take a quick pause to thank our sponsor. The My Bloody Hell podcast is sponsored by Yum Day. If you haven't had a chance to check out Yum Day yet, or even if you have, you should check them out again because they just got a spiffy new upgrade to their website and offerings. Yum Day is still the same company. It's a subscription snack box company founded by a woman of color that prioritizes snack companies led by women and people of color. So don't go expecting cheese curls and potato chips in these subscription boxes. No, you gotta think elevated snacking. In Yum Day snack boxes, you'll find things like cactus tortilla chips, cocoa-dusted wrapped cashews, and Mexican shortbread cookies. Yum! And the best part is, you don't have to go to the store to get these unique and tasty snacks. Yum Day delivers right to your door, and they're always bringing new and innovative snacks to the table, or rather, to your subscription box. And boxes can be ordered as just a one-off. They can be ordered for a quarterly subscription or for a full year. I'm really asking you guys to support this company who has been so generous in supporting the My Bloody Hell podcast. Now, the holidays are just around the corner, so it's the perfect time to order a subscription box for yourself or for a friend and see what snacking for good tastes like. And just to sweeten the deal... My listeners can use the code MBHPOD15 for 15% off any order from Yum Day. That's MBHPOD15 for 15% off when you shop at yumday.co. The link is in the show notes. And now, let's meet Kimberly. I am Kimberly Adams. I'm 49 years old, almost 50. I live in Allentown, Pennsylvania. 
some listeners out there, I hope, knew me prior to marriage, and I was Kimberly Marshall at that time. Like many American women, Kimberly has more than one job. The thing is, Kimberly's different professions may seem like they have nothing in common, but she's able to connect the dots. I'm licensed as a clinical social worker, and I use that license and degree in both working at an outpatient mental health practice and also as a therapist in a nursing home. But another really relevant part of my professional life is that I also am a ski instructor and a kayaking instructor. And the commonality between those four things, which might seem like there is none, is that everything about therapy and about instructing a skill comes down to observing what somebody's currently doing, evaluating what they're doing well and what's getting in their way, and then working together to find a way to address, fix, change what they're doing that is getting in their way while you reinforce what they're doing well. I ask Kimberly because, quite honestly, I don't know many almost 50-year-old women who work as both skiing and kayaking instructors. I wanted to know what drew her to that work. I love being outdoors. I love being physical. And it comes down to probably two really crucial elements. One is that it requires mindfulness. To improve at a physical skill requires attention to exactly what you're doing in the moment and really noticing what's, what is often these days called deep practice, really noticing what you're doing while you're doing it. And I think that's a great habit to practice. For me, it happens to be physical activity outdoors. Other people, it might be a musical instrument. It might be, you know, a sewing or knitting project or something like that. But I do not even want to think about what I would be like right now if I didn't have the opportunity and the privilege of (laughs) being able to do those activities that I do. As a woman who relies on her body for part of her professional life, it's not surprising that Kimberly has had a positive relationship with her body and where it has taken her in life. And while nothing is perfect, Kimberly maintains a healthy and thoughtful perspective about how her body serves her, whether we're talking periods or appearance. On the whole, I am very lucky. I have always gotten a pretty consistent period. It's never been a painful or debilitating experience for me. And when my husband and I wanted to conceive, we were able to do so pretty easily. And my pregnancies were healthy. I did have one miscarriage, but I conceived two months afterwards, my older child. And that was a healthy pregnancy for the most part. My second pregnancy was quite healthy. My deliveries were pretty healthy. So that's been lucky. And then my body, it's cool. You know, I have a mindset that my body does what I ask it to and takes me these really interesting places. There is this underrepresented viewpoint about our bodies that they're meant to take us places and move. And that is their function. It's not the appearance of them that matters as much. That's my mindset because I do love to travel. I love to move. I love activity. Even when talking about the dreaded weight gain that can creep up in midlife, Kimberly maintains an optimistic outlook. I am 
just objectively speaking, probably 20 pounds overweight. And losing weight gradually over time is really, really challenging. It's very true that as you get older, it's just much harder for a woman to lose weight for, I'm sure, a variety of physical reasons. I don't really know what it is. But to feel as if I'm fighting against my own body, I think is a mistake. And so I look at my body in a very nurturing way, almost the way you might with nurture a child or something like that. It's like, okay, let's bring this along. Let's take care of this. Let's be gentle and compassionate. You know, if I'm in pain, if I'm just feeling lethargic or fat or something like that one particular day, I let myself feel compassion toward that experience and just look at, okay, what's going to make sense for today to do about this? And generally speaking, your body, you kind of you get what you give with your body. If you take care of it, eat well, you're healthy, you have a healthy approach toward your own existence. Generally speaking, you get that back. Now, obviously, there are situations where somebody's disabled or has a disorder either that's visible or not, where that's not the case. Their body is kind of working against them sometimes in that situation. But that's been my relationship with them, my own body, which I feel really fortunate for. So Kimberly is the first person on this podcast who is going through perimenopause without the usual physical symptoms. No hot flashes, no night sweats, no headaches, no crime scene periods, nothing of that sort. Now, while that might sound like a blessing to some people, Kimberly says there's a very real downside to this version of perimenopause. It's been a little bit crazy making, really, because I don't have those physical symptoms that jump out at you and you say, oh, I just started perimenopause. And on one hand, I haven't had migraines or physical pain or hot flashes, anything like that. And that obviously is great fortune. And at the same time, it made it a lot more difficult to recognize and to validate that some of the emotional and psychological changes I was going through might have been perimenopause because I couldn't say, oh, wow, I just had a hot flash and I'm homicidal. And oh, and I can connect those two dots. It was just I'm homicidal and I don't know why. So for Kimberly, perimenopause has been a continuous pulling apart of situations and reactions and having to wonder, is this just my normal reaction to something or is this perimenopause? For example, Kimberly had a job that she admits was a really good fit for her, but emotionally, something just wasn't right. I was not being treated as a person the way I wanted to be treated and the way I believe we should treat each other. And it was, I was having to tolerate that and stomach that more and more every day. And if you've ever been in that situation, if you can imagine it, you start to lose yourself. And, you know, I would have to get up every day and give myself all the reasons that it was a great position to be in and why it was going to be terrific to be there until I retired. And when you start having to recite that list to yourself, you know, every day and every week and sometimes every hour, you start to realize something's wrong. So Kimberly had to discern whether or not those emotions, those feelings were legitimate or exacerbated by perimenopausal hormone fluctuations. And she had to make a decision. 
so I kind of said, I think this is the moment for me to be out of here. And I did leave. And was so how was perimenopause a factor there? I think that that comes down to the, I can't tolerate feeling this way. I can't tolerate being treated this way. And time is of the essence. I don't want to stay here indefinitely to see if things get better or to believe that they're not as bad as they are. You know, that was, I think that was a perimenopause voice speaking to me. So Kimberly acknowledged that she was definitely experiencing perimenopause symptoms, even if they weren't physical symptoms. So she starts taking supplements and worked on getting her mindset right. And she thought everything was under control. But we all know that perimenopause is never under control. Her symptoms, though not physical, were still erratic and unnerving. And then I would have this emotional reaction of, frankly, being very angry for days and saying, wow, God, it is this crazy making of, I'm not somebody who has this slow burn of anger. You know, I'm not used to that experience. And keep in mind, I'm a therapist. <laughs> you know? And it's not just anger that Kimberly is dealing with as part of her perimenopause journey. It's all kinds of oversized and unexpected feelings. Emotions are a big factor in my life right now. <laughs> and and it's, I try to relish in it and allow it and appreciate it and validate it. I can, if somebody was sitting beside me, especially when I drive, just watching me go through my emotions on any given day, they would think I was crazy. (laughs) Um, I do, in particular, I can feel incredibly sad. And it is a sadness that is usually based on very strong empathy for another person's situation. An example being... Right at the end of September, there was a violent assault that occurred at my older child's campus. Thankfully, my child was not involved whatsoever. The dean sent an email to all of the parents and guardians. So that kind of tells you that it was a very serious incident. It was indeed a serious incident, and a student was seriously harmed in a horrible way. But Kimberly said her response to that incident went far beyond what would be considered normal or reasonable for her. I mean, I was devastated and really had to actively think about what I was feeling, acknowledge it. I mean, it's like my emotions were this living thing that I was having to work with and say, okay, on one hand, these things are all very intense, very real understandable. And then on the other hand, I've got to function today. (laughs) You know, I can't be walloped by this and be trying to move through my day and trying to work with my clients who's, you know, that's not where their mind is. That's not what their emotional state is. I've got to be able to set the side enough to tune into them in a very genuine way. I mean, that actually took time. It wasn't just being like, oh, this sucks. And then here I am moving. I mean, I had to spend an hour saying, how do I do this? I made it, but you can tell probably by the sound of my voice that even now thinking about it absolutely makes me tear up. Um, So, yeah, so that I can't even literally, I can't even remember your question. 
So Kimberly is this ball of emotions. She's dealing with anger and intense sadness. She's a therapist, so she knows how to deal with emotions, but that doesn't make it easy. And like she said, it's crazy making because it's not predictable. So when Kimberly's husband came to her recently with the opportunity of a lifetime to move to California for his dream job, Kimberly's emotions were clear. She had moved several times in the past, happily, for her husband's career. But she didn't want to move this time. Not again. So what did she say to her husband? Go for it. Do it. I would never say no to this opportunity for you. And he was pulling out of the driveway two weeks later, going to California. (laughs) And I am delighted for him. And frankly, I'm delighted for me, too. (laughs) (laughs) And it comes down to, so if I visualize probably what perimenopause is like and what it was kind of feeling like for me and what it would be like for me had he stayed here, I think that at its heart, there's a lot of, frankly, irritability and frustration that women feel toward their partners who are cohabitating through no fault of their own or no problem in the relationship so much as I need space. I need to be moving about and pursuing the things that matter to me (laughs) without the influence of another person. This is my time to really be going for it. And when he left and he's, I, I feel not one ounce of guilt saying that because he's doing the exact same thing on the opposite coast. He is absolutely pursuing to his heart's content, his, his, really what is art on his part. It is really an artistic pursuit. I am here doing what I want to do. We're very much in love. I don't know what the future holds. Nobody does. And we're both doing great. And frankly, I think our, I think he would agree with this. I think our marriage is in a better place right now than it was before he left. So it sounds like Kimberly is living the dream, married, but in her own space, being able to truly focus on her own needs and desires and the changes happening within her without having to suppress anything or apologize to a spouse who might not understand what she's going through. In this way, Kimberly can really pay attention to the very real changes that come with the perimenopause transition. She can really tune into what she is becoming and what it all means. Kimberly shared this story about a precise moment when she was really able to conceptualize what perimenopause meant for her. It was September 11th of 2021. The reason I remember that date is I was doing a hiking event. It was actually considered something that's often called a super hike. It's the Keystone Trail Association challenge that is an annual event. And this year it fell on September 11th. So I, you know, I remember that date for obvious reasons. And it is a 17 mile hike that is a timed event and it's a challenging hike. It's a lot of up and down and two thirds of the way through it, maybe something like that. I just wanted to quit, but you can't really quit a hike. (laughs) (laughs) There's not actually a way to just quit a hike. And, you know, at that point, I was just like, real fucking done. (laughs) There's not really a better way to phrase it. And I started to think about perimenopause and the experience of it. And basically, I was able to look 
at what had happened to me up to that point. And I was like, you know, it really is true that as you hit perimenopause, you have no fucks left to give. You have no filter. You have no tolerance for bullshit. And time is of the essence at this point. For me in my life, time is of the essence. It is my most valuable asset and I don't give it away anymore. And I can look in the rearview mirror at that point on that hike. And I said, okay, I've made some really good changes in my life. I've gotten rid of a lot of the excess, the fluff, the BS, the bad relationships, the settings where I was just tolerating something and just pretty much walked out of a couple of them. So that's been good, but I can't keep doing that. I can't start blowing up relationships that actually do matter to me. I can't start blowing up employment situations that are really are what I want, you know, but every situation, every relationship has stress to it. So I've got to start really being able to assess my own mental state, my own motives before I act so that I hold on to the things that do matter to me. And the setting that I was doing a hike that I was really exhausted, I was really tired, I was really sore. And having that conversation with myself made it very meaningful to me, made it really memorable. I mean, we should all be so lucky as to take a 17-mile hike and figure it out in the middle of it what perimenopause really means and what it can show us. Okay, maybe you don't need the hike, but finding time to reflect on what it means in our lives is definitely worth a try. Kimberly is obviously a person who is continuously examining what perimenopause and menopause can teach her as she's moving through it. And she's come up with some additional ways to think about this unique time in her life. I was thinking about what song represents my experience and I think of the women who are kind of my tribe, who I really feel closest to their experience. I was like, what song represents this? And it is the song Bitch by Meredith Brooks. I listened to that song and I was like, this song is so validating because there are times that I'm absolutely on fire and unstoppable. There are times I'm a weeping mess. Sometimes it's at the same time that both those things are happening. And I wouldn't change anything about it. And somewhere in the song, there's a lyric that I can't remember exactly what it is, but she's like, I'm not apologizing for this. So if you think that this is like an apology letter about the way I behave, (laughs) it's not. (laughs) It is not. Let's just make that clear. So that's one thing that comes to mind. And then I think on my, for myself, there's a meme or post or something that I've seen. And it says, don't let the tame ones tell you how to live. And I look at that and I look at some of the things that objectively speaking, people would be like, "Mm, that's a little impulsive. That's a little irresponsible. You're a little crazy. And I have to just live the way I'm meant to live. And if somebody else wants to live in a much more subdued way, and that's really how they are meant to live, absolutely do that. I'm not at all saying that everybody should live the way I do anything along those lines. I would never tell somebody else how to live their life, but nobody's going to tell me how to live mine either. Bravo, Kimberly. Bravo. You do you. Inspiring final words, right? 
Kimberly is not active on social media, but if you live in the Allentown, Pennsylvania area and are looking for a therapist, here's what she offers. I am a cognitive behavioral therapist. And in particular, I am in a practice of acceptance and commitment therapy, which I think is amazing. I've had clients respond to that who have been to dozens of therapists and never really had a result. And I also practice some dialectic behavioral therapy, which is very profound, very life-changing for clients. If that sounds like something you need or want to explore, check the show notes for a link to Kimberly's practice. And thank you again so much, Kimberly, for sharing your story on the My Bloody Hell podcast. I hope you enjoyed Kimberly's story and got something out of it that you can take with you on your own menopause journey. Here are my takeaways. One, perimenopause does not always come with physical symptoms, but that doesn't mean it's going to be a walk in the park. Two, be grateful for your body for where it can take you instead of what it looks like. Three, perimenopause makes you realize that it's time to get rid of the excess in your life. And four, if your spouse has the opportunity to move across the country and you don't want to go, help him or her pack, wish him or her well, and then sit back and enjoy your perimenopause journey on your own terms. What were your takeaways from Kimberly's story? Are you experiencing perimenopause with no physical symptoms? Do you have something to add? I'd love to hear what this episode brought up for you. What did you learn that you can use in your journey? You can share your ideas and thoughts on the My Bloody Hell Facebook page or on the Instagram feed, or you can just leave us a message on the My Bloody Hell blog. Thank you so much for supporting this passion project of a podcast. My goal for this show is to make this podcast a valuable resource for every woman who believes she is suffering alone or believes there are no answers to her perimenopausal problems. Sometimes all it takes to find relief is to know that you're not alone. So please, if you're listening now, tell somebody else about this podcast who you think might need to hear about it. Remember, friends don't let friends menopause alone. Okay, that's all I have to share this week, but I'll be here next Wednesday with a new story about a woman who entered perimenopause as the result of a hysterectomy. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss this inspiring episode or any of our other upcoming episodes. Until next week, Wonder Women, be good to yourselves. Get some snacks from Yum Day and maybe take a walk. The My Bloody Hell podcast is produced by me, Lori L. Tharps. Our editor and technical director is Brad Linder. Our theme music was composed by Good B Music. And hey, one last thing. I am not a doctor nor any type of medical professional. Therefore, do not use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for verifiable medical advice and information. Always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have any medical questions or concerns regarding menopause or any other health-related issue. Thank you.